and welcome back to Rebel Air, a Star Wars animated series fancast. I'm your host, Greg. And I'm Kaki, and Greg is guiding me on my first journey through Star Wars Rebels. Today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 9, The Future of the Force, written by Bill Walkov and directed by Saul Ruiz. With the Inquisitors on a mysterious side mission, Ahsoka sends the Ghost crew to investigate. After discovering that the Inquisitors are abducting Force-sensitive children, Kanan, Ezra, and Zeb take it upon themselves to intervene. After a high-speed chase and a brief duel, Ahsoka arrives to help, finally giving her an opportunity to unleash her true power. P pardon me, pardon me. <clears throat> Power. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I did it wrong there at the end. So cocky. We have yes. a couple of Bothan reports. And here's the, <laughs> the really kind of funny thing is it's the same correction 15 minutes apart to the minute. <laughs> 15 minutes apart to the minute, the exact same correction came through. <laughs> Great minds think alike and fools seldom differ. Yeah, I was just about to ask when you said it was funny, is it funny haha or funny nerd? And it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those things where, where I thought about it. I was like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to like accept like multiple the same one. And then it was like, well, okay, this is this close. Like, okay, I can't like give it to one and not the like that's no. That's, that's fair. Okay, so this. This combined, this this two pack of bullying piling on top of each other, <laughs> yelling at us from either side of the schoolyard with equal malice. Who's doing this to us? So we have it from uh, Drink Palpatine. I don't get which, that which I one. I guess is like a cola or something, or it's like a tagline. That's what it is. That's that's the that's the marketing word. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm I'm not. Hey, Zach, Diet Palpsy. It was right there. <laughs> you can have that one for free. Okay, so. Uh, no, drink drink Palpatine. I'm sure that there's probably something clever. Oh, Your brothers oh, like that. Oh, it's Ovaltine. It's Ovaltine. Okay. <gasps> okay. Okay. I, uh, yep, yep. It, 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 it took Snark me a second. It took me, yeah, it took me a second, too. So I'm sure that I'm going to get some sass from that. Whatever. Uh, Pardon it, me for not recognizing it. We don't, that's not sold in the Netherlands, so I don't know it very well. And it's also from Tonks. Uh, is the other Yay! I kind of combine them because they're the same thing basically so drink palpatonks says <laughs> <laughs> um, in the Star Wars universe the term for hacking is slicing and humans can do it we see a DJ in the last Jedi do it oh and, yes yeah yeah and, yeah and, and and Zach's little point here is do you really think that with the callous disregard for droid rights in the Star Wars universe, they would leave all the hacking up to droids? Well, aside from DJ, I mean, it's it's usually like R two D two. Can you cyber fuck this door? And then he and then he and then he cyber pegs the the you know. Uh, well, I mean, a little bit, but we saw DJ like really struggling with it, and the droids are no, usually the, faster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, DJ had to like, I guess. Take a little space chewing gum wrapper and use that. And borrow uh, Rose Tico's Hasmin smelt. Yes. Yes. Okay. Which I'm pretty sure I only knew how, like, what he was actually saying when I saw that it's one of the metals you can make your lightsaber out of in Fallen Order. Oh, neat. It's a nice, like, gold color. And for this little combined thing, which just makes it all the more perfect, a total <laughs> of 40 died. So we have 19 and 21 from Zach and Tonks, respectively. For, okay, well, that could be, that could be worse. No, uh, I'm still holding on that there's a, there's a secret Bothan Railroad, yeah. and, they're, and they're building some kind of 
it's the Montgomery Scott thing. You just grease the numbers to make yourselves look better. Um. <laughs> yes. Oh, now I want to know about this secret Bolton colony they're forming and whether their politics have recently taken a hard libertarian edge that we should probably be worried about. So maybe, huh. You can't leave me to spin these fictions. I lose control. Thank so, you so, so for drink palpatonks. <laughs> 19 Bothans were stuck in a trash compactor, leaving one slicer Bothan behind to try and slice into the system and stop the trash compactor, but it wasn't a droid, so it took too long, and the Bothans got a lot thinner, parentheses, and died. Oh, yes. Okay. Thank you. So that's a long, very complicated version full of, like, just the, the okay, I guess a lot thinner that was, reference. That was, oh, yes, of course. Very good. That would have been Zach, right? That was Zach. That kind of tongue, elaborate... Tonks is more straight to the point of uh, 21 Bothans died failing to slice open a door before Darth Vader gets to them. Oh, yeah, Ooh. that'll do it. Yeah, that'll, <laughs> that'll, that'll do, do it. it. <laughs> hey, I have, a, I have a Bothan report for you as well. And I'm going to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you can hear I'm putting on my nerd voice because you said that Han used the lightsaber to open up a wampa and it was a tauntaun. Okay, okay, yes, yes, but I forgot all about this because yeah. because Zach live texted me, just pictures of it, just screaming, just cocky, cocky, what the fuck, cocky, no, no, and he's like, he's like cocky, lightsaber, tauntaun, Han, same shot, hand, what are you talking about? So like, and, and Zach even wrote this stupid argument, that's how, so, so, okay, like, yeah, but it was a tauntaun and not a wampa, like you said. Okay, yeah, okay. And that's yeah, the point I'm that I'm looking. And also, you made a spelling error, and so that invalidates your whole argument because this is the internet. <laughs> I've just realized. I thought, oh, this will be fun. I'll do a Bothan report, and now I have to kill Bothans. <laughs> oh, no, I can't do this. Bothan report retracted. Bothan report retracted. No, I got it for you. No, I got it for you. I can spot you here. One died being sliced open by Han because he just got confused as to which one was a Bothan and which one was a <laughs> Such a good episode. Okay, yes, I agree for a lot of reasons, but probably it's like uh, there's some additional joy for you because Ahsoka reappears and she holds a fantastic, fantastic like lightsaber. Do, do Trill? Trill? There's three of them. Yeah, oh, oh. Yeah, right? Uh, okay. No, it, it, I, was, I was confused for a second. I was, like, I was like, well, it's still a duel. And I was like, oh, no, you're going for... Okay. Yeah, you're going against yeah. two opponents. Huh. Well, whatever. It's sort of, sort, of a, sort of a V. What was it like <laughs> to see Ahsoka in action again? So it was really interesting and, and really cool to see her because, like, this is... I mean, this is an older Ahsoka. This is more, like, wizened Ahsoka. So, like, this is yeah. more, like... I mean, she, she she's more measured and she's more, like, confident with what she's doing. She's always really confident in, in, in Clone Wars. But, like, this was, like... This was a different Ahsoka. Seeing this was, like, okay, wait a second. Like, this isn't, like, the Ahsoka that I right. was used to. This was a little different. Because you hadn't seen her evolve mature. to this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, right. So, so oh, it, that must have been fascinating. For me, it was an interesting bit of uh, uh, nostalgia as well, because that, that final uh, double duel, that one works, I had seen before. I didn't realize that until that very moment. And I realized, okay, so sometime, when would this have been? Like, when, when did this air? Like 2014, 2015? Uh, so this would have aired December 2nd, 2015. So this was two weeks before Force Awakens. Oh, wow, yeah. I think, yeah, I think I was heavily into, like, 
all the Star Wars shit that I could find on YouTube at the time. And I'm pretty sure that that duel came up because I recognized, you know, as they were approaching the end, we'll, we'll get there. Wait, I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. And like a Jedi summoning a long forgotten <laughs> prophecy, it bubbled up from. The- so it was it was kind of I kind of felt that as well. I mean, even I felt that in the in the opening scene, hey, transitional material, where we see some transports and they're the sort of fish transport craft, not quite the same that we saw on Hoth, but same the, kind of design aesthetic. They're not quite the same ones that we saw Ketsu uh, in that episode. These are right. actually uh, uh, Taylander shuttles. Uh, this is the first time they showed up. They're yeah. they're pretty pretty interesting design, kind of like oh, tuna. Yes, but like the way that like the back finish shape just reminds me of like the Futurama ship, honestly, because it has like the two kind of like backwards sweeping, like yeah. 45 degree angle, like prongs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sort of back canards. Canards, yeah, yeah uh, that's the word. You, you see, I mean, canards are on the front, but. Well, uh, and all I was thinking is the first transport is away. <laughs> <laughs> and we see on board, and it's this cozy. I mean, a sort of cozy-looking space. The, the the hallways are round, and it's uh, it's all these earth tones. We've got everybody in in civilian clothes walking up and down worriedly. We and have a, uh, we have a woman holding a baby, and the woman and the baby are both like in really like look. It, 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 I want her hat. That is a very comfortable-looking hat that she has. I right know. There. It's, a, <laughs> like, it's a great like. It's a cold weather <laughs> hat. They're wearing they're in cold weather clothes. The baby is all bundled up. It looks like a little matryoshka doll. There's a clear family resemblance, even though they have different color hair. Both of them have the same style of cowlick. And she is assuring this uh, this child, who was named, let me see, Alora, which yes. I don't think the ever she ever says. But this is the advantage slash disadvantage of having subtitles on. She did say Alora at the very, very beginning. Oh, okay. There, there, Alora. We're away from trouble now. And I kind of am glad you picked up on that because I think this may be something a little bit more for you. They named her Alora because... Alora, spelled differently, is the name of the child in Willow. <gasps> Alora Dannon. Yes. yes, yes. I oh, have is... seen part of Willow. I've never seen all of it. I, you're, for, for the viewers at home, Cocky's face just like he went from like a big, like goofy grin to just like a very like just crestfallen smile. He was no, so... but you have <laughs> <laughs> no. This is this is. Oh, he has so much ahead of him. Willow, okay, stop the Star Wars podcast. Willow was, I think, wasn't it originally like going to be a children's book written by George Lucas? Uh, or it was a children's book and it was directed by George Lucas? How, how do you say look, look, I know I, it was, it I know a, it was made by Lucasfilm and it had Warwick Davis in it. Yes. That's, that's, all, that's, my, that's my, my knowledge of Willow, by and large. And also Val Kilmer. Hot, hot. <laughs> Sexy roguish Val Kilmer and was this was this before or after he was like shirtless on the beach with Tom Cruise? Okay, so in my per in, in the sort of history of Kaki, my personal chronology, <laughs> it was it was before because this was a this was just before the Great Awakening of uh, Kaki discovering several things about himself as a young man, certainly with Tom Cruise in tights in Legend and a as we've discussed before a horny horny Tim Curry. Uh, no, this was just <laughs> sheer wonder and and delight and. I watched it before I became interested in cinema, so I have no idea about the director. I know there was an, some amazing special effects, the first digital morphing I think we've ever seen on screen. It's a great parallel because it's about like protecting, protecting. The, the magical baby Alora Dannon. And so this baby is also called Alora because, yeah, the, the, the grandmother with the great, great hat uh, says, you're out of trouble now, but she doesn't know that they're being tractored in by a Star Destroyer and boarded 
by two inquisitors. Yes. Now, this is this is bad news. They're following the sounds of baby screaming. So when the inquisitors showed up, like what were like what were you thinking that was gonna was gonna happen here? I mean, recruitment immediately. The whole the whole plot sort of. I've played Jedi Fallen Order, mm-hmm. and starting off with a baby, like yes, this unfolded in that immediate second. They're the, here for a force sensitive baby to recruit as a next, and it's horrifying. I, but even, yeah, I guess I didn't feel the mystery, which is fair. I even like kind of tried to obfuscate a little bit with. Uh, I, I actually changed the wording of the uh, next time stinger because I was, I was like, oh. oh, let's try and like preserve this a little bit, and then immediately like it goes out the window. But like, hey, like you don't like sit with it for a week, so <laughs> I'm, yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I'm keeping it pure, man. <laughs> Hashtag keep yeah, no, pure. I I appreciate that. I appreciate it. this is just what 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 I'm bringing to the yeah. to the table, and like yeah. An order like this, I guess maybe it was said in in, in Jedi Fallen Order at least that they uh, that they take in uh, young impressionable people. I mean that seems to be the way that every force using culture works. You militarize children. The Jedi do it. The ghosts do it. Everybody does it. Why would I be surprised or outraged that the Inquisitors do it? It's just what you do. You have magic babies. You take them young and program them to to fight for you. Well, Well, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. (laughs) Yoda presiding over his child soldiers in uh, Attack of the Clones. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Teaching them: don't think about your parents, don't think about where you came from, only think about the mission. Yeah, and but I mean, hey. Oh, here the, he comes! Here he comes! Here he, the Jedi apologist. No, I was just going to say the people on this, the people on the ship, have nothing to worry about anymore because the brother, after they take the baby away from the mom, the brother, like, or sorry, the grandmother, he he turns around and he throws his lightsaber and just cuts down everyone else on the ship. Yeah, that is one way to clear a hallway. Yeah. Oof. But not the grandmother, strangely. I was going to say, if it's Force-sensitive, you don't want to... Actually, no, 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 no. I think this I think this okay, is... Okay. The, the, I, I have a thinking here, because if it's... So, if... You're doing your own Bolton reports. <laughs> well... <laughs> spare them, please spare them. If the child is force sensitive and they kill the grandmother, who the baby already has it has a connection to, then it would like like the, the baby could. I mean, fear leads to like self preservation and just like just just like it could it, like they could just be worried like okay hey if if we kill this grandmother and like the baby is afraid of this and the baby like feels yeah. like because there is a connection, it could just like capsize the whole ship. Like it could just 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 without even realizing it, just like latent like Jedi force energy stuff like. Uh, it's kind of a uh, okay, so two things. If they were Jedi, I could buy that, but they're Sith, or Sith adjacent. But they're still there, and they would still die. The, they are they're still Sith. on the they're, ship themselves, yeah. though. Okay, but the ship is also in. No, come on. This is what what the Emperor and and Vader wanted most from Luke. Let go. Just get used to lashing out. That's the first thing we have to. That's where we have to get you. That's where you have to start on the path of the dark side. You have to start with lashing out unrestrained, and then you learn stuff on top of that. On the light side, or at least in the Jedi interpretation, you have to start with serenity and calm, and then you build up a more mature form of attachment. And that's sort of, like that's your emotional baseline where they want to get you. So I think that they would love to get a screaming, outraged baby, and then whip them into. I mean, ugh, I hate I, saying this. I, I mean, the the other thing that I could kind of think of is is just because they know that. I mean, they know that the the rebels are out there. That, that like Ahsoka is out there. Um, I mean, it 
it could just be to try and send a message like that that would like word would get out to them if there is a survivor it's the mulan principle how many people do you need to send a message one so you can kill everyone else you just need like one person to send the message but their secondary protocol is a secret that ahsoka is trying to find out so if they want ahsoka to know why has she been on a multi-month mission to find out what that secondary mission is is she just well? Maybe you've unlocked it. We are getting really into really, the weeds on this one subject really, here. <laughs> really bad at her job. What you're saying is Ahsoka <laughs> is an incompetent intelligence gathering officer, and the Inquisitors are now so desperate to intimidate her that they're leaving witnesses left and right just to. I mean, it's embarrassing to have to tell the good guys. I mean, plan, right? It's not all. This also isn't like the only thing that she's trying to find information on. She's also trying to find information We're on still who the Sith the Lord was. Report. I know. You're I'm trying to move. I'm trying to move away from it, and then you had to drag me back in, and so I'm trying. Okay, so here, here, just, <laughs> yes. just no, no, yes. Here, here's the credits. Okay, now we're on Garel again. <laughs> Greg, that is the best power move you've ever pulled. <laughs> I'm going to use this in my life as well. When I'm in the middle of a meeting or an argument that I don't want to be, I'm going to be, here's the credits, and then I'm going to yell, Okay, because that's going to shut them up. <laughs> so, we're, yeah, back at, so we're back in the docking pit of Garel, where we... we see Ahsoka going up to the ghost to meet with Kanan. Yeah, it's been a while since we've seen her. Yeah, it's been... I mean, the first episode. That was that was kind of it, right? Or no, when when she sent them off to get the old fogies. Yeah, that, yeah, it was a reunion with Rex, and then we didn't really see her again since. And just to a really quick little note, when I was reading an interview with uh, Dave Filoni about season two, that's actually one thing that they... The, the writer's room, like, you know, hey... Ahsoka's back. That's awesome. And then they all sort of like to start like writing like Ahsoka centric stories and Ahsoka centric yeah, stories. Yeah, no, hold like, on. Exactly. No, wait, They're just stop. like, wait, wait. This she's isn't not the Ahsoka she's not the show. Star. Yeah. Yes. Like, like, it's like, okay, hey, that's in the trash. What can we do? <laughs> like, like, how can we like incorporate her in ways that make sense and furthers our character's journey and not just, hey, yeah. here's, here's Ahsoka. As much as I love her, like, I want my, She's great, I want my, but you, my, you want my just a little, specters. <laughs> a little dash of Ahsoka, a little sousson of Ahsoka here and there, but mostly she's a plot dispenser. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's an uncharitable way to say it, but those those characters exist. You know, M in the Bond films, M is a plot dispenser. And the plot that she's dispensing here, she wants to discuss in private because it's Jedi business, but of course Ezra overhears, which Kanan understands. So when they have their conversation about this secondary mission that the Inquisitors have that she's been trying to figure out, here I was confirmed, I have the note written down, recruiting, Ahsoka, they're recruiting. What else are they going to do with, yeah. okay, just... I mean, as... As like to the best of my memory, I'm pretty sure that I even like was aware of that too. And this was before Fallen Order. I was like, okay, well, wait, right. it's it's children, they're force sensitive. Like this is what the Jedi did for exactly. a millennium. Like this is this is. I mean, how was she recruited as a child? Right. Yes, Plo Koon, uh, the the guy with the really cool like breathing apparatus thing, it was the one that recognized her, or oh. or saved her, or recruited her, whatever. So yeah, she, well, yeah. The Jedi call it saved. The uh, uh, the, 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 the yeah, Inquisitors I, I call it indoctrination. I, I, I worded no, no. badly. 
Snatched. Baby snatched. Was that one? But the parents gave it up really. No, 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 no. We can't do this. We can't keep. We can't keep talking about the same <laughs> thing. We we, we 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 went right back to it. We went right back to it. Hey, at least it's not about droid rights this time. So yeah, it is about Ezra eavesdropping because yes. <laughs> and uh, Ahsoka says you should bring you should bring Ezra. No, he's already briefed on the operation. Opens the door. Oh, Ezra whoa. just falls down face first. Like yep. Yep, that's uh... <laughs> and he shows that he's a high-level operative of the Ahsoka School of Intelligence Gathering because his his excuse is, "Hey, she did say this was Jedi business," <laughs> and take Zeb as well because he has proven himself against Inquisitors. Hell yeah, he has. Yes, he did. And that, that that was cool. Get, like Zeb uh, just playing scenes from a hat with their former plans to just come up with his own plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that that's improvisation. It worked. Right? It worked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You get some prompts from the audience and then you make comedy gold out of it. Well, here's some less than great improv because we arrive on the planet Takobo. Oh, now, okay. if you had to guess, where do you think the name Takobo would come from? Oh, dear. Well, there's Taibo. No, there's... Ooh. It is sort of itching my little hiding brain. There's a, there's a, there's one of those little thoughts that wants to come out, but it's burrowed so, in there deep. So, remember, I said bad improv. So, whatever you're thinking, make Obo it dumber. Cat in reverse? When they were uh, figuring out the story for this episode, lunch was ta- a taco bar. <laughs> 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 which which is is very much like me where i'm just like food oriented just like i need to plan it for this i'm hungry i don't talk about sure sure whatever just where's my food where's my food <laughs> yes no i mean you just look at whatever you you have to come up with alien words and just out of context it's the, it's the kaiser soze uh methodology of name <laughs> yes. producing <laughs> And uh, yeah, my mom lamp. <laughs> Swedish. It's got an umlaut. So Takabo, which it took me to while a while to figure out, is a Thorian occupied planet. Yes, um, and it, and gorgeous, gorgeous, shitty, absolutely city breathtaking. Shop. Oh, it's got like two moons, or maybe it is a moon, and it's got big planets in the in the orbit. It's it's like a yeah, it's like a desolate plane uh, with huge structures in the middle and a, and a circle of uh, uh, much smaller Just structures coalesced around it. It's it's stunning. Very like thickly packed like surrounding cityscape to the I'm going to make a broad guess and say it's a palace. That palace, looks very palace, palace right? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe, ooh, though, temple could be also possible because, okay, so we see a lot of, or perhaps talk about, I mean, is Talk about native. He's talking about the the home world, Thorian home world. Is it just our colony planet? Consulting with your buddy whose name rhymes with Bedougal. I was almost positive this, but I wanted to make sure. Yeah, no, their planet is Ethor, or Ithor. Oh, oh yes, because they're not Thorian. They're Ethorian. I had it written down wrong. You've told me that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would this. So here and there on the planet Taco Bell, where we we see a lot of the architecture here, and I noticed that it was an interesting blend of what I know as as Dutch 17th century architecture, very very tall, narrow buildings, with strong sort of 
uh, not quite Arabic, but more, maybe more Turkish influence. Like if if the Ottoman Empire had occupied Amsterdam for several centuries, these are the kind of buildings they'd build. That is such like a fascinating like thing to even think about, like what that would do to architecture like that like just trying to like mishmash those in my head is is very interesting yeah and and we see very familiar looking art because this ended up getting when they walk right in it ended up getting used for forest awakens but it was originally a ralph mcquarrie drawing for jabba's palace as well that that neat little oh uh, archway thing where chopper plugs into i'm gonna guess download like the welcome to talk about yeah the um, the the like sort of the, subway map pamphlet. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, this is the this is the tourist arch. Oh, no wonder that the settlement on Jakku, Jakku had one of these as well. Yeah, this is probably an arch for the that the intergalactic tourist board just drops onto planets. Because <laughs> he's mean, barely even he's barely even dipped his his droid fingertip into the into the orifice and has already downloaded it. It just disgorges that into his uh, into his brain. Hey, like you need to get that information somewhere. So you go, you're on a b- brand new planet. It's like, hey, where is everything? Well, yeah, mm, they think they have the idea because they they're following one coordinate while Ahsoka is trying to follow her own coordinates. Where she goes to the the ship that we saw at the very beginning. Yeah, and the first transports did not get away. Is she flying an A-wing or is that a Jedi fighter? Uh, she is flying an A-wing, but okay, it, yeah, I thought it, so. But she's got a cool paint job. Yeah, I mean, it does feel. I mean, it is very similarly like shaped to like the the one iteration of the Jedi starfighter, like the yeah. Attack of the Clones one. Yeah. So she boards this this ghost ship. Oh, it's got it's got like blaster scoring on the outside. It's got the melted scratches of like lightsaber slashes in the walls and a survivor the uh, plot dispensers meet yes. uh, the uh, the grandmother lives long enough to mumble about the red blades and my grandchild they knew that she has it find her she has it say force ahsoka <laughs> just get it ahsoka i it's not it's not hard I understand, like, the plot is derived on them not knowing it, but it's, like... It, there's, it's a little there, frustrating. When it feels so obvious, I mean, especially because, as she said... I've seen this before. A Sith Lord attempted the same thing back in the Clone Wars, but the Jedi Order stopped him. But, but even then, like, I could also see, like, the denial, like, no, it can't be this. It can't be that, because, like... Oh, wait. You know what? I think I'm going to uh, step out of the fiction here. This is a children's show. Right, this was mm-hmm. for younger audiences, mm-hmm. and it is sometimes very pleasant to figure out the plot of a story before, before the, the before the characters yeah. do. That's not pandering. That's just something that you enjoy. Like most most mystery like procedurals are kind of designed that mm-hmm. a, a fair number of the audience, depending on their uh, uh, background and their level of interest, are going to figure out what's going to happen before the others do. And there's a kind of joy in that. And if you're going to design like a series for younger audiences. You should let the audience yeah. figure it out sooner every now and again. I mean, that's valid. Yeah, I, I mean, I know like several people just that like I know that like when they're listening to true crime podcasts, they mm-hmm. like have a notepad and they're writing stuff down and like they are like playing along with it even. Playing like, along like, at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Kind so, of. so yeah, and, and I mean, I remember when I was a kid, I was like just 
like wanting to figure this stuff out and like when i did figure it out i was like haha i'm so smart i'm i i know better than yeah, like the character yeah. yeah yeah it's just like that, that nice little like ego boost of look at how smart i am <laughs> yeah especially because you because you get to use knowledge that you've built up before and and that's kind of the case here like yeah yeah i saw it coming i'm a clever kid but any nine-year-old that has been suffused in star wars would have figured it out before before even me before those opening seconds, they would have they would piece it together way way sooner. I'm a I'm a slow uh, sloth compared to them. Hey oh hey, I have a question. Speaking of speed, when the ghost arrived, landed in the docking pit, everybody gets uh, it was out. The Phantom. Uh, Phantom. It, was, it was yeah, that's the one. Yep, I was about to correct myself, but oh. you got there slightly before me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Chopper uses his boosters to launch himself off the top. Was he? That's was, right. Was that's he right. manning the turret? What when? Quarry did the upgrades to it. One of the things that he did do was he did install an astromech port Slot. into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, uh, yes, of to, course. So, so they could plot the Hyper jumps jump. and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And which we saw immediately oh, wow. with uh, with BG. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's just it's just a great little it's just a great little thing. And I mean, now Chopper can like when they get like cut off in in space traffic, he can just like flip them off and everything with his little uh, gesticulating arms. <laughs> Uh, which he puts to good use as uh, he's leading a very tired-looking Zeb through through this city that oh, it reminded me of Arakeen as well from Dune, the kind of desert palace city. Yeah, um, yeah, I can definitely Zeb, see that. Uh, Zeb is sort of trundling along, grumbling at Chop, who bibbly boops, fingers one of the data ports, and opens the uh, the shutters to show two. Imperial starfighters there. They're the uh, advanced models that we saw a uh, prototype of yeah, in, the, in the first season. The, the same ones that the Grand Inquisitor had. And yep. Chopper is so proud of himself. And he's just kind of like like beeping to himself. And Zeb's just, just kind of having none Very of it. Very dismissive. And... Okay, yes, you found them. Congratulations. And and I know that you're very sensitive to like how, how droids are treated. But at the same time, like... Chopper kind of strikes me as that person who is just like constantly reminding you of how great he is and constantly reminding you of like how he's done everything for everyone. It's just like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can, and you know, I'm just having our breakfast. Real... Like, I don't yeah. care that you like you sent all those people to die in the interdictor <laughs> cruiser. Like I just, I just want my space waffles chopper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And in real life, Whenever we meet people like that, we also just strip them of all rights and agency, and they no longer get the vote, and they we can sell them. You know, you're right, you're right. That's that's how we do it in the real world as well. So there's another little droid there. Ooh, it's a little spider probe droid taken out quickly by Zeb before it gets a chance to uh, to, to to be mean because Zeb. He's been tasked with finding out if there's Imperial presence here. And if you find us, let us know. And Zeb says, Don't worry. If I find any sign of him, you'll hear about it. And he holds up what I at first thought were two radios. When I thought, oh, that's that's smart. That's a weird pun. But no, they weren't radios. They were bombs. Which is not a bad idea <laughs> to, to just like, hey, look, you can't follow us if your ship is destroyed. <laughs> Which leads us into, hey, what's that noise? Yeah. As it's, he's trying to plant the first bomb on one of the Sith craft or Inquisitor craft, I keep mixing them up. Yeah, they hear sort of screaming from inside, and there's a baby. And Chopper goes, "Well, what's the problem? Come on, bombs away!" 
We'll blow up the ship after we get the baby. What is wrong with you? Just, so, so just like, like, what's the, what's the matter with you, Chopper? What is, what's the holdup? Like, okay, so no, now I get it. Now I'm on board. Strip him of all rights and agency and individuality, and just and just, I mean, sell him. <sighs> Zeb deals with it more magnanimously than that, and said, "We'll blow up the ships after we get the baby." He also does say the, the very pragmatic thing of, I really hope that's not a baby Inquisitor, which, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. I can only imagine what that would be like. I mean, all babies are cute. <laughs> Pretty much universally, like, jellyfish babies are cute. Yeah, because there's, like, biological imperatives. It's like, oh, you 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 look so adorable and, like, I must protect you. It, uh, the... Hey, that works within your, like, outside of our, our sort of branch of life, you know, outside of mammals. Oh, yeah, you know, I mean, tiny, yeah. like, teeny, tiny little, like, like jellyfish that are, like, you're, like, so much smaller than all the others. And it's like, you, you like, you you're must be protected. You're and adorable, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, this, so this baby is well swaddled, right? So it is a... It's, it is essentially a cocoon with a face. No one, I think, has thought to change this baby in some time. There's a there's a long ass episode. Probably, probably not. Yeah. So uh, I guess the solution is just to cinch the the sort of hood a little bit tighter around the face and just seal it all in. Which, like, I can only imagine how bad that must smell in that like hermetically sealed cockpit while they're yeah, parked, right. like or just while they're like in space like and yeah. <laughs> and hey you know baby's gonna baby this is just basic baby maintenance like 101 101 that's the one okay so, they're not the only ones who find a baby though yes uh, yes this so just just really quickly because we have the shot where kanan and ezra are coming around a corner and they're they're going into like the shadows quite literally so this is something yes, into that, a building that i'm going to have to teach you this word because this this is what these buildings rep resemble uh sort of high class buildings in amsterdam from the specifically the 17th century the mm -hmm. golden era of dutch colonial power so amsterdam is the ground is very wet it's all mud so you have to have very very deep foundations that means that it's ex extremely expensive to build a stable house that that can last several centuries mm -hmm. so they're all quite narrow they're very very narrow like this uh, especially on the edges of the canals which are called grachten and i'm going to have to teach you the word like a, a, a canal house is an grachtenpand now you try grachtenpand grachtenpand I am impressed. Well done. So they they enter this grachtenpand <laughs> on uh, uh, Taco Bell. Well, with that shot, just just because th this is something that they did very specifically, and I just want to use this as an example. Mm. When they first got the animation passed back on it, like the shadows just weren't very, like they they were they were there, but it was a lot less. So actually, what what Joel Aaron did, the cinematographer for it, he did a paint over. For, for for a lot of these things and it was just like it was like okay like we need huh. more we need like more like intense shadowing there but they were very specific with this shadowing because like what we've been seeing like this season is just that like they're they're doing this visually as well is like the ghost crew has just been like on the verge of like the shadow of the empire or quite literally on the shadow Ooh. of the empire so they've been yeah this is just, like, I like a, that. a visual thing they've been like thinking about Joel Aaron and and Dave Filoni with Burke Taylor's since season two of Clone Wars, so at this point they're just like they're they know exactly like how to speak in like that code of, hey, do do like you did and like that one. It's like okay, yeah, you you yeah you yeah, have yeah those like shortcuts. So 
when I saw there's, that, there's a great efficiency to that that sort yes, of working. Like yes. I know that uh, uh, Steven Spielberg has worked with the same like uh, a lighting director and 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 director of photography for for many many projects. So stuff like, I mean, okay, I really like Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Mm-hmm. Not a universally held opinion, but I think it's there are such gorgeous lighting setups that I, as a photographer, I, I look at the interrogation between Kate Blanchett's Soviet character and, and Indy in the tent. And there's all these lenses and these, and these Fresnel effects like that is an incredibly complicated lighting setup that for a less experienced crew mm-hmm. would probably take weeks of experimentation to, to figure out like how we're going to light this so that it works from multiple angles. And they've just done it so often that they can, yeah, we'll yeah. just do it like we did in Budapest. <laughs> Quick uh, Marvel uh, 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 lots of little uh, uh callback uh, there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can start to see just like as as we're watching like that's a motif that just like keeps happening because in the very next scene yeah. when they're going into the house to try and figure it to sorry, when they're going to the we'll see if I can remember it because I heard it because I said it literally once. Yeah. Nope, I'm not going to remember it. Okay. Grachtenpont. I was gonna say something with the K, and it was probably gonna be more like Kraut something. I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I'm, I could not remember. So, Krachten stunt. Krachten. Okay, so uh, a canal Krachten. is a Kracht. Yeah. Kracht. Plural Krachten, and Krachten. then a pond is a a, a a place of resonance. Pond. Pond. Krachten pond. There you go. Okay. Okay, well, we'll see how well this this <laughs> no, one dash lesson works. <laughs> like, because yeah, that's that is this type of building, this extremely tall. I mean, you you can see it on the outside. Every house has like two windows, but but the stories are like three or four meters high. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, absolutely. And and hey, you know, my little uh, language lesson there uh, is it's fitting because as we find out when when we get into this this like narrowly like lit uh, oh yeah room, you've got the fantastic noir lighting, the Venetian blinds. Yeah, Venetian blinds. Yes, yes. Thank you. Kanan apparently speaks Athorian, or he can understand Athorian because you have the yes. mother who is just kind of going on and on and was like, what's going on? What's your name? Parjura. Save your strength, Ura. She's identifying herself as Ura. He pronounces it correctly with the erotic R, and he assures her, like he assumes that she can understand basic. Hey, I noticed this earlier with the other Athorians that we saw. They don't have breathers or a translator unit on their hump like old Joe does. So, so it is a translator thing. And so you could kind of imagine, okay. Okay. So of course they don't have that in their own home planet where they speak their own language. And then obviously, yep, yep. Yeah, yep, yeah. You, you don't have it in the, and I, I, I'm not kidding here. You don't have it in the town of Hammertown. <laughs> That's where we are. That is a name. So, so we've got. We've is got, that where we are got, right now? Yes. So we've got Taco. <laughs> we've got Taco Bar, and we have Hammertown. <laughs> Greg, you've made me so happy. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have a lot of fun with this. Well, like if it's uh, never if it's never named, you can have you can have fun. It's just like a a, a neat yeah. little like thing for people that that do like scour Wikipedia to find out all this information for. So <laughs> yeah, oh god, forced makes me so hard, makes me say, oh my love. No, Stop. no, 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 Hammertown. <laughs> you tricked me. I thought you were telling me to stop. I should have known you were with me. You and me, buddy. Okay. So they have to find her child, Pipey, because again, 
two red blades came for their child. But she managed to get Pipey away in the hands of a droid. Curious droid. Have we seen them before? They're It's like a Roomba with a stick on it. They're similar to something we saw in A New Hope very briefly that was Mm. like a pair of treads, a little stick, and then like... Yeah, exactly. Eyes, like photoreceptor things. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we see that droid, we do have this really fun little sequence where Kanan is calming Zeb and and Chopper. Oh, yeah, back on the Phantom. Yeah, and (laughs) Chopper... He's rolling around with the baby, holding it in one claw while he's playing peekaboo with his other ones. He's, and he's, just, he's, he's so like, like just, just he's, he's such a good like little babysitter, George. Just like, just like peekaboo, peekaboo, peekaboo. <laughs> and he seems to actually be having fun. So when Zeb turns around and tells him that you have to watch this little larva, I mean, I didn't understand why Chop grumbled. Oh, I guess he never wants the ghosts to he, know when he's feeling joy. Because they'll take it away from him. Or he's here's our thinking. Hey, you you guys are gonna go and get to see violence, and I'm not gonna get, like like no. Oh no, yeah, no, yeah, I want violence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Zeb finds it easily enough because he finds this uh, droid that is carrying uh, a, a basket with inside it its precious cargo, and almost instantly convinces this droid, yeah, that baby you're protecting with your life, that. I'm supposed. I'll. I'll just have it. Yeah, and well, then I'll, I'll take mean, it to like, safety. I know the mother's name, and that's good enough. Like, yeah, well. I'm going to take it to my spaceship and then leave. No, I'm sorry, you can't come. You have to act as a decoy. And the the, the droid no hasn't sooner the corner. is it around the <laughs> yeah. corner than it comes flying back around, like in pieces, and like its head kind of like points back to Zeb, and it just can just no. imagine it just just thinking, just like. This is all your fault. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> well, also probably maybe a little bit of gratitude because at least it didn't it yeah. didn't have the baby in yeah. its care. Zeb does, and Zeb does a fun sort of little quip. Uh oh, that's not good. Without running, like Zeb, run. Okay, no, fine. We're still rooted to the spot. And then the two inquisitors come and check out the droid that they've just destroyed. That's really not good. You know, maybe Zeb's still trying to figure out which which side is up. Because when he picked up the baby, he oh, did yeah. not understand which side was up. Which, like, you think you would, you're around Ithorians. Like, they're all yeah. around you. Like, Come on. And also, like, yeah, it's eyes. It's called eyes. Yeah. You know how Ithorians work. The eyes are the upside. <laughs> Well, uh, and he still isn't running until the Inquisitors, standing in plain sight, eventually hear the, the burbling of Pipey, and then they turn around, and he does another quip. Like, it's still the same. Oh, this is very not good. Just run! Yeah, yeah. But, okay, he does eventually start running, and it does look pretty cool. Like, he is quick on his feet. Far quicker, it seems, than most Ithorians, whom I've only seen trundling so far. He's running through the crowd, and at one point, like, like he kind of, like, moves between a couple of them, and then the Inquisitors come by. Now, the brother, like, shoves one down. And it makes sense because he's, like, in front of him. It's like, okay, shove him down. The yeah. sister shoves shoves someone down after she passed him. Like, she she was past him. Yes. And then she, like, shoves him down. I was like, <laughs> yeah. like okay, I know you're bad guys. I know bad guys. That was entirely unnecessary. Like, even tactically, it's just like, oh, hey, shoved to the ground. It's like, why? You no, were passed. <laughs> this is... This is, I think, a developing like brother-sister relationship because that is the fifth brother. She is the seventh sister. They finally named each other, and they have a rivalry growing. We already saw, saw it in the episode on the medical 
Station, Greg. Yes, Station. Yeah, okay, it was a I, station, yeah. I know I'm going to make that mistake again. I know you are, babe. <laughs> I know. And that is just like she sees, oh, you got to push an Athorian? Well, I'm going to push an Athorian. <laughs> you think you're better than me? I'm going to push two Athorians. I mean, I think she's a little bit better than him because she does, like, dispatch a little probe droid. You will be my eyes out here. That's smart. Now that is officer thinking and leaves a spy at the door where uh, Zeb has run into one of these buildings, not a Grachtenpans, a different kind of style of building. Okay, so the layout of the center of Amsterdam, I'm going to teach you some very, very quick urban planning. <laughs> there are three types of, so you've got the canals, right? You've got yes. rings of canals in Amsterdam and, they're, and they started off as defensive moats. And so the uh, properties on the canals are the most expensive. That's where rich people lived. Yep. Then you had the streets connecting the canals. Uh, and those would be like shopping streets. And then you had streets that were in between canal side buildings and they wouldn't get much light. So that's where poor people lived. Mm -hmm. But so you'd always have these essentially little sort of micro centers of community. So the employment, the commerce and the sort of capital holding would be concentrated in like a, a single, uh, you'd call them city blocks. Mm -hmm. So essentially all of these people could live in one city block and never have to leave because you've got your shops there, you've got your workplaces there, you've got people of wealth who employ you're surrounded you know, by poor people. Uh, right, right. <laughs> so aside from church, a lot of people wouldn't have to travel more than 100 meters for their basic you know, life needs, whether they're the wealthy people living on the canals or the poorer people living in the shadows. So, I mean, obviously that isn't how, how things go anymore. Uh, the 17th century is, is long over, but those buildings are still there. And so I, I really felt like this felt like Amsterdam. This is one of those side streets, or this is specifically Leitzestraat, uh, a, a popular shopping street. It's the second most expensive one on the, on the Monopoly board. That is what this street feels like, with some like Turkish and Moroccan influences through the beautiful paint jobs uh, over the doors. Like any door, the one that Zeb runs through is quite low comparatively. So that would have been an inexpensive door, but even people of modest means still want to decorate their houses. So it's still painted as if it's a high archway, because that's evidently like some display of status if you have a tall door that was just a cool history lesson i'm just like oh, okay i'm I just no, no 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 like i get I'm, excited like, about this sort of stuff well so, so, so like it just kind of sounds like you felt really like on home in in Hamilton, I did. on on taco bar <laughs> yeah i mean you say it like a joke but hey hey hey, hey no uh, i totally get it so Ezra has a really good strategy of being able to look up because he sees the probe droid and they like cower behind a a lamppost lamppost yes or sort of like a you know it looks a, like a, a lamp it looks like a lamppost in in the shot where the droids coming down yeah. yeah but hold on hold on no 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 it it can't be a lamp lamppost because like Amsterdam the street lamps are suspended between the buildings on cables so what this must be is probably like a traffic light for pedestrians so they wait for the probe droid to turn away and then they dash inside. And now we get a cool sequence where they're uh, sort of exploring another shadowy building. I mean, it doesn't seem like, these seem like homes, but nobody seems to be home. Kanan and Ezra find Zeb and the baby in one of these apartments, but they know that the building is also being stalked by the Inquisitors. So they have to keep this baby quiet, which it was under Zeb's care, it largely was, until Ezra decides to, I was trying to be nice! And then it starts screaming. Yeah, that's... I have been there with, like, someone hands me a baby or, like, nephew or whatever, and it's like, 
wait, what, what? And before I got more familiar and more comfortable with like, okay, no, yeah, this is how like I handle a child. It's like, it just started crying. I don't know what I've done. <laughs> Help. Look, that's, Help. That, I'm out of my depth. Babies, I know, babies <laughs> going to baby. And yeah. the way you deal with it is just, hey, it's just a little person. It's just a little, it's just a little, you know, it's just a little guy or gal or it's just a person. And it's, they've got stuff going on, man. And they're just going <laughs> to... You know, you you get them and just let them do their their thing. Would this be like? No, this wouldn't be like Full House. I was trying to make a Full House joke because you've got like Zeb and Kane, Zeb and Dude, Kane and three men and a baby. Oh, it's three men and a baby. Yo, no, that, yeah, it's, it's right there. I can't. So this is what the, they the were only, The only thing I could think of was two and a half men. I was like, I'm not making that reference. I'm not like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's not enough men. You need another half a man, and then you would have three men and a baby. <laughs> It keeps screaming and it lures the Inquisitors. Kanan senses, hey, Zeb, back up. Zeb doesn't. And a lightsaber blasts almost, up between his legs. Oh, Almost cuts his like toe off there. Like, well. Yeah. And another one slices through the door. And and the- like stabs to the floor again. And thankfully, Ezra's able to, to think on his feet there. Now, okay, you, you, you made the question like, well, where is everyone? Hey, they could have, I mean, it's the middle of the day. They could be at work or something like that. But like, it, it would be more abandoned than not in the in the middle of the day. But they cut a hole through the ceiling <laughs> and then go <laughs> through. So I can only just imagine just like an Athorian just, just like <laughs> coming, coming home. home from work. Just like, it's been a long, like frustrating day. <laughs> yeah. He got yelled at by his boss and he just kind of opened up the door and is like what what <laughs> or maybe that's where the toilet was in the upper floor <laughs> and that person just sort of groggily you know he's got a got a got a late shift and sort of doesn't think to flip up the toilet seat and just does whatever authorians do without realizing oof they cut a hole in the ceiling and they jump up there and I mean, Zeb's still got another bomb, so he decides that yes. we're going to leave a little present in this person's home for the Inquisitors, <laughs> which the Inquisitors even throw back. They throw back at him, so it just, like, explodes through, like, in the middle of this hallway and everything. So instead of, like, Whoa. okay, one person, well, okay, two people having a very, very bad day. Now it's, like, everyone whole, in this belt yes. in the floor is having a bad day. Like, we just ruin all your shit, man. But yeah, escaping up into a building to escape danger has certain risks in that eventually you run out of up because the two Inquisitors still bickering. Um, yes, yes, because Kane has a bright idea. So Ezra goes up with a baby, but he's told to leave his comlink on. And the, yeah. the, the, the Inquisitor are like hunting and it's like, oh, oh, they're on this floor. They are here. Are you certain? You would question me, Seventh Sister? Only when you're wrong, fifth brother. Okay, wait, hold on. The way you said that, is there a sort of hierarchy to the numbers? Yes. As in, are there promotions? Promotions? Well, you know, I mean, dark. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. But so, so it's not because she was the. She wasn't like the fifth sister to be added, and if one through four die, she's still the fifth. I can tell you exactly what this is, actually. Uh, this oh. uh, I'm sorry to anyone else that's, that's listening to this, but I, this, I know how to speak hockey's language. It's like okay. the Jem'Hadar. It's like, you are now fifth. <laughs> okay. You yes. are like, or, yes. or, or, or like, and, like, hey, Inquisitor, and like, then killed me, stab you through, and... Granagar uh, dies, then Ometiklan becomes, yeah, those are yeah. Jem'Hadar <laughs> names that I know off the top of my head, not having seen it for a decade. Thank you. You... 
you do speak my I language. I appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> the Emperor is aware of the Inquisitors, and he is not super thrilled with sharing power. He doesn't even share that much power with 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 Vader. With Vader, yeah. like he, he's he's like, okay, like I'm going to tell you this stuff, and it's like. Or not, this is just like a carrot on the end of the stick that will never, ever, ever, ever reach. Yes, because he's learned from his master. Yes. So, like, really, just what we see with the Inquisitors is just like what the Emperor allows to exist, which is, can they be controlled? Do they have a leash that I can, like, tug yeah, on? So yeah. it's just... It's... And keep them focused on on each other through this this sibling rivalry is a really good way to like give them an outlet for all of mm -hmm. their ambition. I get it. I did not get Kanan's plan. I mean, obviously, it makes a lot of sense that he took one of these communicators so that and, and turned it up real loud so that they'd follow the the, the screaming baby, and then the uh, the seventh or the fifth brother would be embarrassed because yeah, well, I do doubt you when you're wrong. <laughs> I didn't realize that that Kanan was holding up comms while he was saying, hey, I've got a plan. I thought he was doing, I mean, I got it wrong with, with Zeb when he held up two bombs and I, and I thought they were comms. And this time he held up two comms and I thought they were bombs. So I was, so, okay, so, so he programmed this bomb to scream like a bit. That's impressive. The comm with the bomb contains the bomb, which is true. <laughs> but the, oh, oh, um... I'm, oh. so I'm so glad you even understood what I was referencing there. The, Thank you. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It's, it's from the... Uh, but the... But the oh. I mean, it's, uh, no, I know the correct one, but I want to do something clever. I know, I know. But the... But the Grachtenpont but the Grachtenpont with Vader's... With two of Vader's right hands contain the... Oh. Paint him <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> uh, uh, Con contains <laughs> the blades which are red? <laughs> Oh, we're so close. Oh, there's there's people at home screaming into their headphones. Okay, no, I surrender. This will be a this will be a Bothan report. Right, let him die. You, <laughs> this is okay. What was, that, what was that film from? Yeah. Okay. So the vessel with the pestle contains uh, the brew contains which the is true. Contains the, the pellet the... with the poison. No, the chalice with the palace contains the brew that is true. That. Oh. Or does the chalice with the palace contain the pellet with the poison? In which case, the vessel with the pestle contains the brood that is true. <laughs> I just, I just remember like the first time that I saw that movie in college. I had no idea what it was. I had no idea, like, like I, like, I, but like, when we got to that scene, I was just like, like the, the wordplay was just like, oh, oh, clever wordplay. I'm all about this stuff because I'm not good at this. <laughs> I have never seen the film. I know it's Danny Kay. But it's, I have only seen that scene in Star Trek Enterprise where Dr. Phlox, <laughs> I guess, is it, it's on movie night. It's a very funny movie. From what I remember, I don't know, know how, how well it holds up. That was... Dude, I love this kind of wordplay. Like, punnery is the... Oh, it is the spice of life. Okay. I'm sorry. So, I just had a bit of, like, a moment of, of like, existential dread because I realized, like, my freshman year of college was eight years ago? Seven years? Seven years ago? It's like, oh, yeah. that's a... That feels like a long time. Oh, oh! I still feel like I still feel like I've just graduated no, I, college. I've been out of college as long as I was in college. I'm just like, what? No, that can't be true. Hey, hey, buddy! I know. It did not occur to me that eight years was a long time. I. So. I'm sorry. So here we are. Okay, so they have one more plan. Kanan has the bait, which is they're hunting yeah. Jedi. Let them hunt me. So. That was smart. 
Ezra does his favorite or least favorite thing of going into vents. Yeah, these time they're cooling vents, which is interesting that it's needed. So it must be chilly up there. But it's a really clever plan because they've been moving up this whole time. And by going into the cooling vents, Ezra can go down. Mm -hmm. which is where the actual escape takes place. And then how Zeb and Kanan get out of the situation, well, I'm sure they'll figure out something. I thought this was kind of brilliant because the, the Inquisitors do have two priorities, seizing babies and Jedi hunting. And yeah, distracting them is a great way to buy some time for this Jedi in training, this Padawan, and, and this uh, And we have the setup to, to Ezra learning best under pressure because... He's not able to connect with the child to calm it down and everything. And but but then when he's in the vents, it's like, okay, no, like you need to. And Ken does give him a give him a talk of like, no, like I know you can do this. You're good at connecting with things like this, you know. Yeah. You're you're you have a talent for it. So. Oh yeah, and Kanan figured out that the baby's force sensitive. Like, yes. Yeah. We didn't we, even we didn't even notice that it was such a because yeah yeah yeah. Kanan, you caught up. Good. 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 <laughs> Kanan proved that he is not smarter than like any child watching the show yeah right <laughs> but at least he has the good grace to slap his forehead and like oh why didn't i see it and i can just imagine like the chorus of nine-year-olds going yeah <laughs> and then getting their mouths washed out with soap for that yes no yeah. that i did not as was in the vent kind of crawling through and the brother pauses again and they are close don't waste our time again. You know, the way that it was done, I was like, okay, is is he just hearing that like with his ears or is he just hearing right. it like through the force? Like I just was not really sure cuz vents are loud. Like yes. ductwork yeah. is just loud. <laughs> cuz Ezra's up there with baby Pipey. Baby Pipey's uh, screaming and the fifth brother pokes his lightsaber up through the vent and then again and then again getting closer and closer and closer and instead of running or, or shuffling away or muffling I mean how you would muffle an Athorian I do not know they got the sort of vents on the side but yeah, is I that think, what I they think, make sound with? I think so because it was moving as the noise is coming out so I believe right, okay. so uh, so instead of doing any of that Ezra calms down and like accepts the fear shares that with Pipey and they both calm down, and then the uh, uh, yeah, the Inquisitor is apparently convinced that there's nobody up in that vent. So yeah, it must have been just the fear that he was sensing. Well, and they I... don't have time to to really even like poke another hole because then there's Kanan again, and we yeah. just get to see Kanan like as a Jedi, and that just like Kanan in like full Jedi mode is just just makes me happy. <laughs> yes, he is extremely confident. I mean, at this point. He's taken on an Inquisitor. He's faced off against Vader. Now, Vader was a huge challenge, but a lesser Inquisitor, not so much. He's quite confident he can hold his own. And yes, like seeing Kanan in Jedi mode, but also Ezra in Jedi mode. Like the fact that it, it reminded me of Qui-Gon in the duel, once again, three-way um, duel against yeah. Darth Maul, where the ray shields come down and Qui-Gon extinguishes his lightsaber and just sits down and meditates and rests for a bit because that's what you that's what you need you don't have to always stay on mm -hmm. sometimes the right thing to do is to take a seat and then see what happens just like Ezra does and 
I mean, that's really cool. That's 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 Jedi shit. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's, it's so so like we have this like like cool like little battle uh, in the hallway, and then Zeb and the the brother are going at it like in fisticuffs before Zeb just gets like thrown overhead into the wall. And, onto stairs and then they're like yeah. the canon and the sister are fighting like on the stairs i'm just sitting there just like zeb it's so dope zeb don't get hit don't like don't get up right now like you can just stay down stay down for a second you're you're slightly yeah. safer there <laughs> also why did the brother extinguish his lightsaber uh because he ignited it then canon charged and like zeb charged and now he doesn't he's not even holding his lightsaber I mean, it could just be the thing of just like, well, I'm a big guy. I never get to like actually do stuff like this or yep. just like it's not worth it. Like I can take my time with it and just like savor the the fear of from hurting him, basically. OK. I mean, we did see him just throw his lightsaber like a boomerang through a hallway of a refugee ship earlier today. So, well, however you get your jollies, man, I yeah, it's tough out there. Well, whatever makes you whatever makes you happy. As was back down on the street and talking, you know, just oh, kind, of, kind of casually. But again, you know, the Imperial droid just does not comply with the California. Uh, both parties need to consent to being recorded before being recorded um, <laughs> laws. Because yeah. Ezra's just like, oh, like, you're, you know, hey, you're Play not so clip. bad. Play we the can... clip. Once I get you back to your mother, maybe you could come live with us on Garel. You'd like that, wouldn't you? Ezra. Ezra. What the fuck? Ezra. Just telling this baby, hey, why don't you come with us to our secret base, grid coordinates, 519, Lambda, 264. It's, it, it yeah, like. You'd uh, like that, wouldn't you? You'd like to type in the access code, 4412. Like, like I mean, especially just because it's like, it's a baby. It doesn't understand. Like, you can just be like, like, like just, hey, yeah, we're just going, we're just going to go home. It's like, cool. Yeah. It doesn't even understand that. You just talk to it. Just, you don't have to give away the the location of your secret base okay so yeah i guess if you're going to telegraph if this is an episode where you can let the audience figure out what's going to happen next mm -hmm. i guess pile it on bud okay now we get to i mean it's it's ethically dubious but it is kind of my favorite bit they're at the top of the building they, and they Zeb picks up Cannon and carries him like a football, like yes. runs through, like, like 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 runs past the sister, the just grabs him, back, and and like move. he's like tucked in there, and Cannon's just firing his blaster out the window, and they yep. just jump right out the window, <laughs> <laughs> and into someone else's speeder. Who this Athorian, like this whole sequence, he does not seem like phase bus at all. He's just like, like, I mean, he's just like, like, wait, what just happened? But then he's like. Right. He oh, pull oh, over. Just, just like, where are you going? Cool. Okay. Well, you just jumped out of a building and you're armed. I'm just, just okay, man. Just, yeah. just, just don't hurt me. Like, just let me go. Like, and 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 they yell faster. And now we get this fantastic chase sequence through through stop, Hammertown. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting to get that time. <laughs> You gotta pull it back at me, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's all—it's so cool. It reminded me of the chase sequence through Coruscant in Attack of the Clones. Less colorful. We get so much view of architecture. I mean, they must have 
they must have built a whole city. I mean, it's 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 largely cut and paste. You know, the buildings are yeah, uh, yeah. Just, uh, I mean, a lot of them of similar design, but yeah, hey, I mean, exactly. Or like. just or just like like chunks. Like okay, here's like three buildings, and you just like vary yeah. that up in like chunks, and you can make it work. And it's like okay, well, that's on that camera angle. Now on that camera angle, it's just how it's or, like. There's all kinds of ways you can fake that and everything. And the Coruscant thing is exactly right there, especially like when the brother throws his lightsaber and like cuts off an engine. Yes. Like, and it starts to go down and like the way it's like framed and everything, it feels like uh, Zan Wessel's ship crashing and everything. And my note here is, does that guy's insurance cover active Jedi? (laughs) 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 Yeah. Oh, Acts of the Force, yeah. That's a that's a very episode good title right there. <laughs> oh no, buddy. The episode title is going to be Grachtepont, and you're gonna to have to figure out how to write that. Yeah. I will put an accent on every single key I can. We don't even use accent okay, whatever, no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, so the ghosts have been taken out of the sky. They immediately abandon their driver. That's fun. You just run away from him. Like his, you know, the dark side forces are not known to be vindictive. I mean, they just they just run past him. They don't even pay the, the, the poor guy in mind. So like, okay, his day is ruined. His spear was just like yes. destroyed everything. And who knows if, it's, if his insurance will cover it or whatever. But it's like, you're alive. Like at some point, it's like, I'm still here. Okay, this sucks. But yep, yeah. yep. And then he, uh, after he's had his speeder towed, then he goes, he goes back home. He goes back. No, no, it's the same person. It's the same person having a really bad day. (laughs) Oh, God. He looks up at his neighbor through the hole in his house. Well, I don't know. Maybe my sister's place. Oh, I mean, how many houses have they ruined now? So at least those two. Then there was the, oh, the whole hallway. The whole hallway. Um... So all of his tenants, because he's the landlord of that building, all of his tenants are going to be knocking on his door to fix their doors. They ruined one more house, didn't they? Somewhere in the tower? Uh, well, they shut the glass window. Um, yeah, that's right. This poor, poor dude. This, uh, well, at least he's alive, which is more than we can say for uh, our heroes. Um, whoa, who gr- are... Grim Spectre of Death there. That's... Yeah, well, I mean two inquisitors in an open space what are they going to do so this is where the the echoes of a long buried star wars memory <laughs> came came bubbling up and it, it was actually kind of distracting so i don't completely see how this played out but as the two inquisitors stood there in that intersection in front of these sort of hangar doors with our heroes in front of them i was do i remember this 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 sort of looks familiar so i kind of missed how it played out Basically what happened is when they're still on the speeder, the, the, the Inquisitors just kind of come like, hey, like send reinforcements. Uh, so you kind of... Ah, uh, yes. And, and and then they get there. The doors are still closed because choppers just lock the doors in and won't let like he 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 just won't let them in because he's like, hey, you, you said I couldn't be with the violence. So uh, you get you get all the violence. Like have fun with that. <laughs> Let me know how it turns out, boys. Yeah, and as was kind of saying, like, like the door is locked, Kanan. The door is locked. I'm a little preoccupied at the moment because we get to see Kanan like in action again. 
yeah going off against the two inquisitors and he tries they make sh- they make short work of him holy shit yeah like he, when when it's the both of them like he does not stand much of a chance uh zeb's thrown to the ground and is on the ground then then kanan's just hits the ground and ezra pulls out his lightsaber and it's this great moment and it just it, like like he looks really badass and and little pipey is like grabbing at the blade just like oh it's glowing like <gasps> oh, it's it's glowing like shiny no. he's, he's just like it's like oh it's that i want it i want it oh no he's like a little pork <laughs> and i don't have time to waste on you child gets forced against the wall and this is the moment where I just started like bouncing my seat and just like I literally I have it in my notes, Greg bouncing because the <laughs> hangar doors open, light spills out, bounce, bounce, bounce. You just whatever your mental image of Greg is, imagine that sort of rubbing his little hands together and just bouncing up and down. So just like that, just like that. As the doors open, light and fog spill out, and there is Prince, that Minnesotan funkmeister. <laughs> My name is Prince! And it's a it's a fantastic funk concert. It's an hour and a half. And then after he leaves, then Ahsoka shows up and she's also pretty cool. Oh, I thought I thought you were gonna say he gets he gets a cease and desist by his label for using the name Prince during that whole uh, uh debacle in the nineties. Um Why do I know about this? I, I I was wondering that. Yeah, maybe you have sense well, memories deep buried in the Okay, I can tell you exactly why I remember that because there was a segment on Muppets Tonight when Prince was guest starring where they were where there's like like back when and they're holding the signs, like they just like kept holding the sign and pointing to it. Uh it, it's this whole yeah. That's that's See, why I not, know it. Um, if it's not Simpsons, then it's Muppets with you, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well So, so we get this just amazing amazing sequence and before we even get there like so so soka's standing there she's looking fantastic then they have this awesome shot like of the the, the city like it, it's 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 very it's like oh yeah it's it's neon lit uh it's it's, it's foggy kind of from all the like a western kind of like a samurai thing i mean which fits because both oh, yeah. those yeah, are yeah, yeah. huge influences on star wars and so it's just it's this gorgeous shot where they're they're lit and i I just I want this frame. This is so cool. This is such a great shot. <laughs> yep. The 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 villains on one side, knocked out heroes on the floor, crashed speeder, smoke everywhere, the city behind them. These are all the stakes encapsulated in one frame. It's glorious. And she ignites her white sabers. Yes. Thank you for tolerating that and and not being because we haven't seen white lightsabers uh, except in uh, in the hands of Ahsoka did she did she have those in Clone Wars nope so this was a like a big reveal moment and this was a big like wow. wait wait what wait what <laughs> <laughs> see I'd seen at this point my my exposure to Ahsoka came in the in the Mandalorian mm-hmm. where an amazing special effect. She had the the white lightsabers that are like like at several points. Yeah, I mean, like like lights it like in front of her face, like kind of like together pulling them apart. It's this really interesting like thing that she she does, and I love it so much. And I can't tell from this one, but sometimes uh, she has like one like standard length saber and one like shorter one. I can't tell if that's the case in this one or not but oh i'm not entirely sure they they seemed like the same length to me but she holds one underhand and one overhand at some point Mm -hmm. 
but it may is, be like the, the the katana tanto combo yeah yeah exactly exactly and and that's that's like we're geeking out about this and ashley Eckstein was absolutely like geeking out in the same way because like yes like, you know like so she didn't record with sarah michelle geller but like they, you know they were at the studio at the same time so they got to like talk a little bit like you know in passing or whatever so, so, oh, so that's she gets cool. she got to, to talk with with her a little bit and then like afterwards she, she was just geeking out just like i just beat buffy in a fight <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah because she handles uh, the inquisitors with grace and and exquisite exquisite uh, swordspersonship the uh, i can't how do we describe it we I, I know have. i know it's like like the, you, we can't like i don't have the terminology like i want this oh there's a bothan report i would like uh, a, a Ooh, fencing that's, that's a, breakdown that's, that's a second one that you that you're asking i've requested for yeah, okay. Well, see, what you don't know is I'm I'm running a secret underground Bothan railroad. We're all faking their deaths, building a new <laughs> intelligence network. That's what that's what I'm and I'm just like no. Oh, wait, wait, no. They fake their deaths to make themselves seem more valuable because it's like it's like it's like, hey, look, like, like hey, you know, we've got we're the we're the best of the best, but like our you know, we're we're willing to die for your mission, so hey, you we wanna pay us a bit more. Okay, just 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 just, just lie low for a little bit and when you come back, just like wear a mustache. The, yes, the, like like the Mandalorians do when they exit the covert. But yes, I want a fencing expert to break down yes. these these fights. I want to know about these styles. I want I want to know where these moves came from because, like, is it all just flinning bullshit? Are they homages to previous fights? It goes too fast for me to follow. So I've had this note saved, waiting for it to come up because you asked, do they have fight coordinators? Do they have <gasps> like do they do mocap? And I know that they did mocap in Clone Wars season seven when they brought stuff back. They did some mocap uh, right, work there. Right. They didn't really do that for most of this. But what's kind of fun here is so we have the the show directors Stewart and Stephen G. Lee. They're brothers, and they are both like practicing like martial arts as well. So like, or, oh, so really it was just like 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 they were just <laughs> so so really it was just kind of like, hey, we're directing this stuff. Cool. Okay. Or so, so like. A lot of so it was, could... was Stuart Lee just kind of talking with whoever the director was, whoever was, or whoever, just probably Filoni as like the supervising director and just kind of like, right. hey, like, that's how, like, you know, that, 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 like, or just the very, it's just like making it look more competent than if I were to just throw something together because I could throw something together and it'd be not very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is kind of the reverse of the experience that, that I had with my brother, and I'm sure that you had with you, reenacting... Uh, the specific moves of I have a a lightsaber in the closet behind me that is stained like white with like the the oh, or, or, or with just like us like attacking each other with them pretty aggressively. Um, okay, okay, but was that was just this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, was that just sort of a whacking, or were you like my brother and I acting out the exact moves of the fantastic duel between Obi Wan and Darth Maul? leading up to the splitting of his dual-bladed lightsaber because there i still was, remember my moves there was a little bit of both i remember like we would do we would do like little bits of like hey we're gonna just do a, a quick little uh, uh snippet there and there was just some just like okay let's just like wail and see what happens oh no we went back into, into the garden to practice a few moves no that wasn't it back rewind the vhs tape what are we doing <laughs> i wanted to be obi-wan but i'm taller 
and Obi-Wan has to duck and jump to avoid a few of those moves. So it made more sense for me to be Darth Maul. Fine. I'll, I'll take the broom handle. We didn't have. <laughs> hey, you make do with what you have. I, so, so I remember, I remember when we, because we got from party store, like Darth Maul, Qui-Gon, and Obi-Wan's lightsabers, and... The whole trifecta. They broke very quickly because we yeah. were too much on them. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Uh, so, so okay. Hey, hey, that fight, Qui-Gon, let's, I can, we can, we can bring this back because yes. Ahsoka okay, has yep. a Qui-Gon moment. Ahsoka has a Qui-Gon moment where she turn off her lightsabers and, and, and just yes. kind of like, like holds wait. her, holds her palm out, like kneels down and just like waits and bring it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, this is where you started. Like you were sort of bouncing before. This is where you were literally bouncing. And I yes, hear the chair yes, exactly. because the, the seventh sister charges at Ahsoka and she grabs the Inquisitor's lightsaber and just takes it from her, extinguishes it, and throws it away. Uh, no, you will not have a lightsaber. I will have it. You are beat. It's just... it's Such uh, a power move. I, I just... Well, it's this thing right here, just like reaching that just like like state of just like mastery of the self even if it's not like necessarily like mastery of the force but just that mastery of the self of just like hey like i can just you know stop and just like let the force guide me here and i don't have yeah. to just like because my lightsabers they're just tools i am the one who's performing these this this, this fight yeah and, and yeah and, so and she does th that this ultimate... is this is definitely the thing that like that is like the big big change in ahsoka is like wait yeah. whoa whoa that happened oh okay wait like yes yes <laughs> Yeah, she just shows that that she's in in control in such a. I mean, the Inquisitor comes at her. She grabs the the sword and credits. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just <laughs> da, 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 da. and whoa, whoa, whoa! Everybody's just dazed that she has summoned the credits out of nowhere. First the Prince <laughs> concert and now credits. What what else can she do? Uh, well, we find out what else she can do because the the Inquisitors don't consider themselves beaten despite uh, Ahsoka's statement, because the backup that they requested has just showed up. Oh, they've got tanks and stormtroopers. <laughs> no, it is you who is the one who is beaten. Great, yeah, just, great comeback, Buffy. You, I've heard better from you. She jumps up onto the, onto the archway and jumps like into the Phantom, and they just like speed off. Huh, may, you, actually, I just had a thought. Oh, no, these are dangerous times. Yeah. So the Inquisitor said, call reinforcements and lock down the spaceport. Maybe Chopper didn't lock the door. Maybe it was the Inquisitors who locked oh, the door, and they're just assuming yes. it's him, and he just couldn't get to it fast. Actually, so so and okay, yeah, he's trying to open they're, it. They're blaming Chopper unnecessarily. Okay, hey, that's well. That being hold said, on. Wait, there's that being said, I could see yeah. I could see Chopper doing that though. I could see him. I think it was a I think it was a duel between Ahsoka and uh, uh, and, and Chopper that Ahsoka was trying to open the doors, and Chopper was keeping them closed. Wait, the no, sort of wait. reverse hacking each other yes we had wait. that exact scene in the opening when the grandmother was trying to open the door and the seventh whatever brother sort of shuts it on her and she keeps pressing the button and she keeps force shutting it what i'm picturing my head here is just chopper as like the stage hand off screen just like, it's like wait 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 that's not your cue yet it's not your cue yet like you need to wait until it's like <laughs> as you need to wait till like the, your dramatic entrance okay all right now go 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 like Trevor just like has his headset on and he's just like like looking at his clipboard just like wait 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 yeah, okay go 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 there's a cue 
Ahsoka would respect that. Like, she is... She, she's such an Errol Flynn. She's probably heard about Chopper, like, <laughs> dual wielding before. She's like, well, okay, maybe don't. Maybe don't piss Chopper off. Everyone is back on board the Phantom, including Chopper, who's now dual wielding babies, uh, including <laughs> including Ura. He's... You're just kind of like 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 spinning around with like both of them. Just like yeah. I was like I couldn't tell. I was like, are you trying to rock them asleep? Or are you just like he's totally rocking them asleep? Everybody else just assumes that that he's oh you you're, you're so good with babies and that he's supposed to be grumpy about, about it, but he's he's good with babies. Also, how are they going to plot a jump to light speed with their astromech droid inside the ship that has no airlock? How is he going to get into his into his <laughs> astromech slot? Ooh. So I have the Phantom. There are a lot of issues with the Phantom and that how, how it be. Point. <laughs> how did they? Okay, everybody just hold your breath. Oh shit, no, exhale. Ah, oh, I did it wrong. The magic of editing. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and, and which is also is... used by the little probe droid that is up to the seventh sister because he has some intelligence for them. He is the only person in this whole episode that actually practiced proper intelligence, which is you you hear some information and then you tell someone about it. That's it. That's all well, you have to do. Well, and you try and cor- corroborate it and try and see if it's like verifiable and... No, that's stuff. for the other person to do. No. <laughs> that's, you know, there's multiple stages. Bothans just bring you the intelligence. And like a good little Bothan, this droid... Back to your mother, maybe you could come live with us on Garel. You'd like that, wouldn't you? We would love to visit you on Garel. And you know what? Good. I was getting a little sick of Garel. <laughs> I was getting sick, or no, I was getting sick of them being on Garel and nothing happening on Garel. That's fair. I mean we 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 they did quite a bit on on Lothal. Yeah, exactly. Like they'd have Lothal adventures and integrate with the Lothal community and now that's all gone. They don't have another community to fall back on except for the rest of Phoenix Squadron. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is fine, you know, you, you it's a road show. You want to keep them on the move, you don't want to keep them too locked down. But so yeah, having a port of call where they were I mean they don't have friends there. They don't yeah, know anyone it's, on Gorel. It's really just they're they're there like the It's just a place to park the ghosts when they don't want to take the whole crew. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty good stinger and just the the like also just like the way that the sister is looking at the, the little probe droid there like there's some like okay, like it looks sinister because like she just looks sinister with the black square and everything. But there's some fondness there, like she, exactly. Like she is, she's like proud of her little uh, her, her little sort of squid flying, or monkey. flying monkey. Yeah, no. There was... <laughs> oh, good, good. Okay, Kaki. So I think I actually have a pretty good guess on this, but I'm curious, who do you want your tie-in to be about? Oh. Oh, oh, I have not thought about that at all. What a terrible, <laughs> what a terrible mistake I've made. Um, well, the grandmother. Uh, because she, she reveals at the start, don't worry, little one, you're, you're out of trouble now. Like, the fact that a grandmother and a, and a grandbaby is on a what appears to be a refugee ship, I don't think it's stated, but that's, that's mm-hmm. kind of how it feels to me. There is a story there, like, that, that seemed... They were leaving some kind of ocean planet, it looked like. 
I mean, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be, you know, a, a, a rollicking adventure. It winds up with a solitary grandmother and and a baby. But but, but, but you do kind I'm of actually wonder, really like, how did this like even come come about? Like, yeah, how did, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, or I mean, it could be told as a framing device, right? I mean, sixteen years in the in, in the future when uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Laura comes into the cusp of adulthood and starts to wonder where she's from, and she has to piece together like. All of these people who who sacrificed their lives and risked great danger to save her, and then where did she come from, and what does that what does that mean? I mean, that's a that's a Star Wars story right there. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, like that's that's definitely got got some questions there. Like that would be just like really interesting to to look at. And then she meets Warwick Davies and and hot hot Val Kilmer. I, was, I knew those. I was waiting for that to happen. I was like, yeah. I was like okay, it's going to get back to back to us somehow. So yeah, I one hundred percent thought you were gonna you were gonna go with the Thorian who had just like the absolutely terrible, very bad day. That <laughs> no. was what I was expecting there. No, but we've seen it all. We've seen his yeah, story. That's, that's his true. story is this. Like the rest is, I mean, do you want to do you want to see him like dr- doing drywall and insurance paperwork? Like there's. <laughs> A, a little what bit. A, really? I just want to see his reaction. I just want to see his reaction. I want to see his reaction to all misanthrope. this. <laughs> well, He's a Thorian. How do you read their emotions? It's probably through scent or through, or through sub-vocalization. You just want him to, to suffer. Oh, evil. Or just, or just like, just like, just like, or like Robert Chicken style, which is like in like the shoulders and everything. Just like, oh, like, oh. The sad, the sad storm to run the escalator. <laughs> <laughs> okay but well we're going to the wardrobe department so, and assuming that a hole hasn't been cut into the ceiling of it what which costume are you donning so i, I was i thought that i was going to get to be clever and everything here but i really want the grandmother's hat i really I know, looks like right? a really comfortable it's hat the, like that just looks like really warm and comfort it's like oh you no. can have a little cowlick sticking out from from and it's great right so yeah, that like like I I realized that pretty quickly. On. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a comfy hat. I would, I would like to wear that hat. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's probably the same thing. Probably in in this sort of young adult novel, there's also going to be a knitting pattern for for that hat that she finds that is her her last inheritance of her family, and so she makes her own, and and the hat lives on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I made myself kind of melancholy now. Oh no. <laughs> No, I think it's I think it's beautiful. I hope things turn turn out well for Alora. Just needs to find work, Davis. Maybe we'll send some more Bothans. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna launder any more Bothans dead. Tune in to our next episode, Legacy. When Ezra has a force vision and returns to Lothal Oh to find answers about his parents! Oh my god! <laughs> Did I just will this into existence? Did, did this exist before I was talking about what I wanted from Alora? It existed on December 9th, 2015, so yes. I can't wait. You can find us at rebelair.com or rebelairpod on Twitter and Instagram. That's air with an H. And hey, Bothan agents, we have a mission out there. Please. The Vessel with the Pestle and Fencing Maneuvers. And because we understand that these are quite tricky, we're going to extend uh, the sort of window of opportunity from the usual 24 hours, give you 48 hours after this episode airs. Please share it with us. We're so excited to find out. Also, also, I mean, in addition to the usual memes that uh, so many of you have been uh, sending to Greg and that occasionally he deigns to let me see, they are magnificent. I'm Kaki. I'm Greg. I guess I qualify. You qualify more than I do. (laughs) 
Ha, 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 ha.